1: Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith.
0: So I'm thinking maybe if we hold perfectly still, we won't be as hot.
1: It's hot as fuck out in this motherfucker. (laughs)
0: And that's why we have explicit content. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the show. We are coming at you from very, very sunny Southern California. Yeah, a
1: little Bikram uh, Bikram podcasting.
0: (laughs) Is that the type of yoga that's the hot? Yes. Hot yoga? That's the hot yoga. Oh man, it shows how much I know about yoga.
1: It's a good thing we don't have any clothes on.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hashtag naked podcasters. Nice. <laughs>
1: There's a visual for you.
0: Well, okay. So our condo, the air conditioning it's is- just not working. It, it's so loud that we can't leave the air conditioning on when we're, while we're recording because it would be like our Ugh. in the background of the podcast. Yeah, no good. And as you know, we are a class act and yeah. Joy Junkie Studios is in full effect. So, <laughs> I mean, we have a, an online reputation to uphold.
1: We've got egg crates lining the walls. We sure do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, welcome. We are, I, I'm, I'm really hoping, babe, that we don't get irritable with one another because we're so hot. I,
1: I hope that too. I hope. <laughs> I, I've got high hopes for that.
0: I do too. Fortunately, <laughs> we have such incredible humor that I think, <laughs> if, and humility.
1: If that's what we think. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. So we have a fabulous topic, and this actually came out of my latest class. One of my students posed this in our forum, and I immediately thought, oh, my God, I've got to do a podcast on it. And she said, can we talk about for a minute the pain involved in standing up for yourself? Oh, yeah. And, you know, kind of the collateral damage. Sure that happens when people don't like you establishing boundaries, or saying no, or having a hard line about something, and yeah. that dichotomous feeling of being proud of yourself, but then also really bummed out that it didn't go well. So we're going to talk all about that today, but I do have some really exciting information before we get it. I do.
1: What do you have for us?
0: Well... I what do you have, have for the
1: patties. <laughs>
0: for the patties. Oh <laughs> we opened up registration. It's open now Ooh. for my latest Excuse me. Your badass is showing.
1: Self-confidence edition? No. No.
0: Self-love, Self-love edition. Self-love edition. I love oh. that you know the different editions. Oh, nice. We just wrapped self-confidence edition. I do them once a year That's typically. That's right. They're my lowest cost um most condensed courses that are they're just so great if you're if you need a refresher if you want to start getting your feet wet in personal development and you don't know where to start and you don't want something super overwhelming or if you need to revisit concepts like I said so self love edition this one is I this is one of my absolute favorites I mean obviously I do but I, th- I think that I will probably keep developing I've thought about doing a relationship edition
1: Oh, that'd be a good one. Like, I bet you. That you I and I
0: could do together maybe. Oh, that'd be good. Or something like that. Heck yeah. So I've been just trying to think about what other additions I could I could do because I just kind of love it. I had one student who was like, my adult children laughed so hard when they heard what class I was in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know the best part of it is? Is it's actually a reference to Ace Ventura. <laughs> Excuse me. Your
0: balls are showing.
1: Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna.
0: Your balls are showing. (laughs) Bumblebee tuna. Oh my gosh. Because we are
1: all about the movie reference. So that's perfect.
0: If you guys didn't know this already, by the way, you can go to any of the show notes pages. So for this episode, it would be thejoyjunkie.com slash 162. And we are now including all of our little movie references. So if you're like, I want to be in on the inside joke, (laughs) then you can go. And I've put links to various videos and clips and stuff so that you can you can uh, be in on the joke because we if you haven't
1: seen the if you haven't seen the movie i don't know about you
0: because we like to yeah don't listen <laughs> don't come back
1: <laughs> don't come back until you've watched it you're dead 50 to me times
0: you're dead to me oh my gosh <laughs> so okay so let me tell you a little bit more about uh excuse me self-love edition so it is a shorter cor- course like i said it it spans over about 21 days um three different weeks of content. The first week we go over all things mind games. So this is a massive come to Jesus with your inner shit talker. Like really dismantling the way in which you have been berating yourself and kind of been horrible to yourself in your own inner narrative and how we can actually switch that week two we go into self-love and self-worth and it's it's really unpacking that idea of well as soon as i have a baby then i'll be happy or it's that chase for success right like we i was just reading a book about it today about how we psychologically equate success to mean happiness. Yeah. Like, okay, well, as soon as I, quote, am successful, whatever that means, successful in love, work, with my children, with my body, then I will be happy. Yeah. But it's a fallacy. Yeah. Because then you are you are postponing loving yourself or feeling worthy or finding value in yourself until you attain all these things.
1: I'm reading a book uh, by Ariana Huffington called Thrive.
0: Oh, are you? Follows the same, That's her latest one.
1: Yeah. It follows the same kind of principles of, you know, when you get to that success level, you think it's going to be nirvana, but it's not. Right? It's all about how you live your life now. In the moment. In the moment, right for this day, and not thinking about, you know, it's important to think about the success in your future. But sure.
0: But those are goals. Those
1: are goals, right? That's
0: not your worth.
1: Right. And then when you reach those goals, there's just another goal to attain. That's right. You know, it's not that you're done.
0: It's like an elusive dangling carrot. Exactly. And you just, you create a benchmark and then you shoot for something else. And so it's a big, it's a big tingly mess if you don't unpack it. But what we do is we think, well, I can get a good job. I can chase the perfect spouse. I know how to have a baby. I know how to try to get honors and accolades. When we just say, oh, start loving yourself or value yourself, people are like, ah, how, what, wait, what? Because it's intangible. Yeah. We know how to check the boxes it's for quite achievement. right. So that's what we're going to do in week two. And that is a, is a pretty huge game changer for people. And then finally, <laughs> and this is probably one of my... Most passionate topics. The final week is all about people pleasing in comparison to others.
1: Oh. And
0: even you said to me the other day, like we were talking about household stuff, and you were like, "Don't compare and despair." <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, this fucking monster I've created." <laughs> <laughs> But this will really help you look at when am I so invested in what other people think of me so much so that it, it alters my behavior and how we can really change that and, and switch it. So, and we do this all in a community with people who are just like you and people say repeatedly in, in the Facebook groups and Facebook forums when I teach these classes how incredibly rewarding and comforting it was to be around a bunch of other people who also were struggling with these things. Yeah. So I think it's the shit. It's less than the cost of, you know, a night out. It's 97 bucks for the entire class. And not only that, but th- that is the early bird price right now. And right now, if you jump in on this course prior by, I think by Thursday this week, you get this loaded And I mean fucking loaded bonus. It's a a self-love audio bundle that features like 15 hours of conversations with various experts about how self-love influences your relationship to money, uh, your intimate partnerships, your body. So it, it is so great. Students love it because they can start jumping into all the bonus before we even start class and they like started their own momentum, you know? So if you're in and you're like, I need to dig deeper, the stuff on the pod totally resonates with me, but I need some accountability. I need to get into some massive action. Yeah. Go check it out and do it soon so you can get that bonus. And it's simply at thejoyjunkie.com slash excuse me, all one word.
1: Do it now. Excuse
0: me? Yeah. I get passionate about it because this is the shit that changed my life yeah you know, I know. and and we think about like how flippantly do we come up with a hundred bucks right you know and we're like oh well I Beyonce tickets no fuck be Beyonce like tickets It'd be like five hundred dollars thousand dollars that's or, like
1: uh, not a, a comedy place right like know? just
0: it's it's like a nice fancy dinner sure. or a night out a couple of drinks and we and, and trust me if you can't put food on the table I get it like it was a different scenario, but I would just really, it, and it doesn't even have to be with me. It's about I'm valuable enough to actually work on myself and exactly. put money and invest. Exactly, that's a piece of the self worth already. Yeah. So okay, I could go on and on and on. But why don't we? Why don't we give you the mic, Mr. Smith? Oh,
1: is it already time for a? Would you
0: rather?
1: Would you rather? All right, today's would you rather? Is going to give you a little bit of anxiety, Amy. Oh, shit. Would you rather get stuck in an elevator for five hours or stuck on a ski lift for five hours?
0: Um, I think it would. Oh, I I think (laughs) it. Oh, see, I told you. I don't like heights. I know, Um, and I don't like cockroaches. Those are my two. Well,
1: there's no cockroaches on a ski lift.
0: No, I know. I'm just talking about my biggest fears. My biggest fears. Oh,
1: right. I gotcha
0: And the ocean. I (laughs) don't.
1: Any others? (laughs) It's a short list.
0: Just those. Uh, Okay, so I think, I think, I think. Oh my god! I keep keep putting myself in these scenarios and going like, I told you. What would I do?
1: I've been stuck in an elevator for three hours.
0: You've delivered a baby in an elevator. In that time.
1: Yeah. And when I was stuck, I delivered a baby in it.
0: Fun Mr. Smith facts. Little
1: little fun facts about Mr. Smith. <laughs> yes. Um, I,
0: th- I think I'd go with the elevator. You would? Yeah. Um, I would have to really force myself to not think about how high up I am uh, inside that building. Yeah. But if I'm on a ski lift, like... I- like I'm stuck in one chair so high up.
1: Yeah, that at least you can move around and whatever. That, know, that for just for me, the shit it's me. just I, I get claustrophobic. Yeah, like I don't like small spaces. Do I have I'm my not phone a small on person. me? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> shit! Why? Why not? <laughs> <That's>,
1: <laughs> no reception in an that's elevator. That's just <laughs> There's no reception in an elevator. That might lean you toward the ski lift.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going. Speed. I'm
1: going ski lift.
0: All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh what wait! No, no, I'm going elevator. You're going
1: elevator. Yeah. All right.
0: Okay. Yikes! Oh. Good one, though, huh? If you guys want to hit us up on Instagram, you can find me at the Joy Junkie and let me know. I always post images of the latest podcast, and I love to hear from you. If you have a, a thought on your Would You Rather, I've got a lot of tiny rhino comments.
1: <laughs> tiny rhino. That's right. That was a pretty tiny uh, rhino epic. for the win. That was an epic. Would you rather?
0: Oh my god! All right. So let's talk about <laughs> what the fuck to do when standing up for yourself is so painful and as i mentioned earlier it is a common issue that i see frequently with my students and my clients because you start becoming immersed in this new ideology this new way of viewing things and maybe you can relate as you've listened to the pod And it starts opening your eyes and maybe things that you thought always just had to be a specific way. Now, all of a sudden, you're kind of going, oh, I have the power to change that. And you start thinking differently. And as we've Uh talked about, like firing different synapses, like rewiring the brain.
1: Yeah.
0: And what can happen especially if you like listen to the pod with a friend or a friend got you into it or you start taking a class a personal development class or you start reading a book and there's people around you who you know are like-minded you start getting all excited and all empowered like we can do this like yes like here's my tribe and then you go out into the real world with your brothers and sisters and moms and dads and bosses and spouses who don't get it, who haven't drank the Kool Aid, so to speak, and they make you massively wrong. And so you go What do you
1: mean by making you massively wrong?
0: Uh, I mean, where you do something that is totally rooted in pride for yourself or power for yourself. And other people don't have those same skills. So an example would be something like if, uh, let's say, you know, we've used this example before. But let's say you, your parents really want to baptize your kid. Right. Okay. So the grandparents really want to baptize their grandkid. And so you're kind of going, hey, we don't believe in that or that's not a part of our spirituality. We're asking that you respect it. Well, they might go, what happened to you? What's wrong with you? That's not who I raised why would you do this to me? And they gotcha. inflict all this guilt and they don't support you.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And we're going to talk about that, like where respect factors in Got here, it. but that would be an example. Got so es- especially because I talk a lot about having tough conversations and how to communicate with people.
1: Right.
0: And this is what we were talking about with the Tony Robbins documentary it yeah. is getting all pumped up to go have a conversation and then it doesn't go well. It doesn't
1: go as planned. And right. then,
0: and then the if you're not prepared that. for that, your inclination is to go, this doesn't work. Standing up for myself is too painful. Right. And that's not the win. Again, it's like we can't control anybody else. What right. were you going to say?
1: No, I was just going to say uh, that it's easy to, like, you're caught up in the, in the jargon and lingo of your field. Right. So, people who haven't taken any of your classes may not know what what some of you what you say is. So, that's kind of my job is
0: the voice of the people. The voice of the people. <laughs> I'm,
1: the, I'm the people's eyebrow. Um, wow. <laughs> I just want to make sure that people know what that means when you say "make you wrong," right? Because it can yeah. be taken many ways.
0: That's a great. That's a great point. And that, yeah, you're right. Thank you. That's. In fact, I had a student who's like. Uh, Amy talks about all of the flowery hippy dippy uh, woo woo shit, but she does it in a way that you can understand. And I was like, "That's <laughs> the best comment uh, compliment great. I've ever gotten." <laughs> That's great. But yeah, so basically, if you are making somebody wrong, it's a it's a whoever you are being is not okay with me, and it usually comes across in the form of guilt trips. That's right. the most common That's way.
1: A good one, yeah, or that, fear.
0: Right. Yeah. Or anger. Mm-hmm. Anger is one of our fastest accessible emotions. It's the easiest to, to access. So people tend to lash out if they feel threatened or if they're scared of their sister standing up to them all of a sudden or their, their spouse or whatever. So know that this is really, truly a common thing that happens. So there's nothing wrong with you. And... I think that it's really important to underline that the win here, what this is really, really about is your ability to take a fair stand for yourself. And I feel as though we've been really candid that you speak up for yourself in service of you, not to get your dad, your mom, your brother, your sister, your spouses, your you know boss Friends. to be different if they if they accept your your boundary or if they respect that you're saying no to something or great but that's just kind of the side effect and it's also not something in your control. Yeah. So that's why you know we're always talking a lot about grace and kindness. How are you delivering information? How are you establishing a boundary? How what is the inflection in your voice when you tell somebody no? Are you still being kind and compassionate and graceful because those are the things that you can control that's it so when you speak up for yourself you're going to get a ton of different receptions right like that is the variable it's going to be all over the place so you might establish a boundary with somebody who completely understands and champions you and says oh my god thank you for finally telling me i had no idea yeah that's when i'm always saying Give your loved ones at least the chance to be what you need.
1: Right, right.
0: Right? So sometimes they're like, thank God, oh my God, I wish I would have known. You know, I would have changed my behavior a long time ago. You're going to have people who are totally indifferent. And they're like, okay, whatever. Like just apathetic, don't even give a shit. And then you're going to get people who are angry. And they take your boundary as a complete offense and they might Who have you
1: become i don't even know you anymore right yeah. yeah
0: or like how could you do that to me or making it like you are purposely inflicting pain on them uh-huh, uh-huh. when you're not you're actually standing from a place of self-love got it and self-care so i think that in those moments it's like somebody's trying to say i want you to pick my happiness not yours
1: Right, right. That's what
0: they're doing. When somebody hurls guilt at you or makes you wrong, I'm quote doing air quotes, they're saying, Why don't you put my happiness first? Why aren't you putting my happiness first? And they don't fucking realize it, right? Sometimes it's just they genuinely think, How could you possibly do this to me? Because they're working with their own set of skills. But guess what? That's not yours to fucking manage. But it does not mean that it's not without emotion, especially when it's spouses, exes, family. Yeah. So there's definitely going to be emotion. So the first thing that I really wanted to underscore about this is standing up for yourself oftentimes will involve two conflicting emotions. So a lot of times you'll have... At the exact same time, you will feel like a sadness or a despondence about the relationship going awry, paired with total pride in yourself. Like, where you're like, fuck yeah, I gave voice to it. I'm so proud of myself. But then you're, you're so confused because you don't feel euphoric. You don't feel like, ah, the, you right. know, I'm the king of the world. You don't feel <laughs> like that because you're so sad that your brother isn't capable of hearing you, or your mom isn't able to support you and champion you, or your boss does not like, you know, what you've had to say about your workload or whatever. So it's, it's definitely something that can cause an alarming feeling because there's this idea that... When you start learning these tools, you start creating internal happiness, right? And so when you go and have these conversations and then you don't feel euphoric and sublimely happy, you're like, this shit doesn't work. Right, right, right. But you have to keep in mind, again, that the win is valuing yourself enough that what you want matters. Yeah, more so than making everybody else happy and not rocking the boat and not stirring shit up and all of that nonsense. Right,
1: yeah. It seems like there's this moment of, ah, what? why did I fucking hit the beehive? You right. know, I should have just let it go and deal with it on a different level. Um, but there, there's something to be said for... I think it's when people are used to you responding or being a, one way... Right. And then you start changing it to another way. You start seeing a different side of yourself and seeing how you could be happier. It's not even that you're stepping on the other person's happiness. It's that you just need to live the happiest that you can. Right. And hopefully the people that love you will rally to that.
0: Right. And that's actually something that I'm going to talk about here in a second because their response... Is telling you an entire story. Right. You just have to listen.
1: Yeah, right. And,
0: and they will tell you very clearly who they are and their role in your world. And we'll we'll touch on that okay. in a second. But yeah, that's that's a really great point, and I think. You know, the second item that I wanted to to share with you guys is especially if you are used to sweeping it under the rug, let me not hit this beehive, Uh, I I don't even want to open up this can of worms. If you're used to doing that from a people pleasing place, not from a genuine I'm choosing my battle, but from a I can't bear if they're upset with me, I can't bear to be the bad guy, I can't bear to deal with somebody throwing guilt at me and you've tended to be a people pleaser, most of the time you will immediately fill the poll to try to make it right. Like, just kidding, no it's fine, I'll totally be there for whatever you need. Like the minute that somebody is not pleased with what you are saying,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it is so easy in that moment to retract and go back into your people pleasing modes. That's your challenge, is in that moment to stick your ground, to hold your ground, And again, with grace and kindness. If you are being kind, if you are being graceful, if you are being compassionate, if you are speaking lovingly. Exactly. And it's clear that you're being loving, then dude, your nose is clean, my friend. Like you do not need to worry about anything else. You need to worry about kindness and authenticity. That's it. Everything else, that how it lands over there, you can care. You can care all day long how it lands on the other side, how your partner receives it. You can care, but know that it's not your responsibility to make that person feel something. Those are two very different things.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: So the third piece (laughs) is to really find your allies and your support system. So if... You are newly embarking into personal development. And in fact, in all my excuse me classes, I always tell people, find badass buddies. Find somebody in this class. Reach out and direct message them. Find somebody. Find your allies. Especially if you don't have a bunch of people, excuse me, in your world who are into personal development. Mm -hmm. Or who are into personal growth. Or want to hear. Or want to help keep you accountable to things like this. So I can't underline that enough that it's so imperative that you find those people. Because if you are immersed in an environment that operates a different way, it's so easy for you to just continue being negative, continue being a complainer, continue to be mean to yourself, continue to be a people pleaser, continue to, all these behaviors that you're trying to change. If you don't have any ally to say, like, I know it fucking sucks, I know it's hard, but you can do it. You can do it. You're worth it. You're valuable.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Super important. So, and the fourth thing, and this is kind of what we were talking about earlier, their reaction tells you a ton of information about the role that they should have in your life. So, I want to share an anecdote about this. Years ago, when I was working as a makeup artist, I resigned out of a higher profile position i was a corporate trainer and i put in a two-week resignation and was talking to you know our director and she immediately i mean and, and it was for to pursue this personal development and to pursue what you know building my own company and really awesome endeavors she immediately threw all sorts of guilt my way. Like, somebody of your position gives w- much longer notice. How could you do this with so-and-so on pregnancy leave? I was like, uh, that's not my fucking fault so-and-so got knocked up and left. Like, right. <laughs> you need to manage your team, honey. So I I was just like, wow. So in that moment, as she's kind of like guilting me like crazy, making me wrong for my choice. yeah, gotcha. yeah. I remembered looking at her and thinking... Thank you so much for proving to me that this was the best choice I could make. Thank you so much. Because do you know how much harder that would have been to leave if she would have been so supportive? And like, you're going to do amazing things. I would be like, oh my God, am I leaving this amazing company? What's wrong with me? You know, like, because it would have been been an amazing force in my life. Yeah. But no, she made it real fucking clear real that I easy. was making the wow. best choice. So.
1: Interesting. Yeah. It's
0: easy for us when somebody is mad at us to immediately think, I must be at fault. So if your mom doesn't like what you have to say, or your boss, or your spouse, the, our immediate response is to go, How could I make them respond differently? I must be at fault because this scenario isn't going perfectly. Right. But that's where true power really comes. And I I love this quote from Madonna. She says, Power is being told that you are not loved and not being destroyed by it.
1: I fucking love that quote. That's great.
0: Because it's like... Anyone could say whatever the fuck they want. Like, you suck. You, you know, we didn't raise you to be that way. How could you do this to me? You know how this feels. But, 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 but I don't love you. And to uh, stand yeah. in the middle of all of that acrimony and negative energy coming at you and not be destroyed. To not bend. Like, you can mourn. You can be bummed the fuck out. But to hold your head up high and say, if it comes down to you or me, I choose me. Because usually those volatile responses to you are asking for, I win or you win. Right. It's not a compromise situation. People don't offer compromises who are pissed off at you. Right? They don't. They're not interested in collaborating. They're interested in you being the same way you've always been. So... Think long and hard when somebody shows you their true colors and how they receive you, especially if you are being truly graceful and kind and compassionate and lovely. That person is being a dick, and that is their responsibility to carry that. So I always say, this is one of my, my ways that I check and balance myself, is if I were to watch myself on a movie screen... Would it be really clear, like, that woman is trying her best to be graceful and kind or she is being so compassionate and, whoa, homeboy on the right does not want to hear that or that chick does not want to hear, but, wow, she's really handling herself with grace and kind, you know, and and to, because we think, like, oh, I've been so nice. <laughs> right. Mm, <laughs> why don't you step outside of yourself and really make sure that you are being... The person that you want to be. Yeah. Right? It's called being a good human. That's it. And some people, even as we're seeing right now in our very polarized political climate, our sense of what is right and what is wrong is all across the board. Yeah. Is all across the board. So you guys, you have no common denominator except you. You are the only person you can control.
1: I like that. I'm the common denominator.
0: That's all you have. So, and then finally... If you're dealing with a situation, and sometimes this happens, you know, a a good friend of mine uh, finally told her family that was extreme, part of an extreme, uh, borderline cultish religion that, you know, I do not believe in this. You know, my spouse and I are going to be getting a divorce. And she knew that if she chose her, if she chose to speak up for herself, that she would lose her family. That they would say that they would say, no, the only way for you to be right is for you to follow what we believe. Mm -hmm. So in that situation, it was one of those, uh, I either win or you win. Like I either choose me or I choose you. There's no collaboration. And in that moment, she really looked at, okay, if that is how, that is your choice. And it was fucking painful.
1: I can imagine. But
0: she chose her. And she's super happy, you know, ended up getting a getting remarried and has a beautiful life, started her own business, did a bunch of really incredible things. And to this day, I don't think she has any relationship with her family. My and goodness. so there is collateral damage. Yeah. But they are responsible for giving you the ultimatum as well. Right. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I've shared similar anecdotes about my relationship and sharing with my mom that I don't believe in the same things that she believes. Fortunately, it's not an ostracizing or a shunning. Like, if you right, don't believe, yeah. I'm out. Right? But her way of believing creates one right answer. That's her responsibility. So you yeah. are going to have people who applaud it, like her community. And you're going to have people like me who choose not to be a part of that. So it goes. It's cyclical. It goes. All the way around, right? Like, we always think that our way is the right way. Everybody does. Everybody.
1: My way or the highway.
0: It, 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 I always thought that's the dumbest thing because who wants it anyone else's way? We really do want it our way. Yeah. We just spend a bunch of time trying to pretend like we don't.
1: You know, I, I think my way of showing grace and kindness is to try to find a compromise that's good for both people, right you know like look this is where i stand and i know that's not where you stand so right. where do we meet here where's the where's the middle ground like i can respect your boundaries of maybe not talking about that or you know whatever and, and give some kind of solution that might help bridge that gap
0: well it that that's a really great point and that only works if, if both parties are willing to collaborate
1: oh sure but i mean you you have to Start somewhere. Right. Right.
0: But then there's a whole slew of circumstances where there is no compromise. There is not a collaboration. Like, for instance, me leaving that job. I was going to leave. There wasn't really going to be a way in which I could stay on with the company. If she offered it and was cool, I would have entertained it. But I was probably going to leave. I was pretty set in that. right? Or the situations with religion or baptism or... If you uh, really feel that somebody wronged you and they owe you an apology, and you are standing firm that until you apologize to me for X, Y, or Z, I don't think that it's it's a good idea for us to right. to connect. Sure. So in that those situation, there's multiple situations. Absolutely. There's, there's some that are as collaborative. Many as
1: grains of sand. You know.
0: Exactly. Some that are collaborative. Some that are not.
1: But the common denominator is you. You. Yeah. And,
0: and you're your ability to communicate that from a really gentle, beautiful place. And again, if you're being a dick in how you deliver it, you're responsible for that too. So if you're biting and if you're screaming and yelling, yes, you might be proud of yourself for that. And sometimes, you know, you... We've had
1: podcasts on that, yeah.
0: You have to blow a gasket. (laughs) But for the most part, it's about, am I proud of me? Am I proud of how I behaved? Whether or not that person likes what I have to say or not. So one of the things that I really love is to use a mantra, and this is my fifth point, is to use championing self-talk to remind yourself about that common denominator. Are you proud of how you conducted yourself? Are you proud of what you gave voice to versus what you did not give voice to? Are you proud of your authenticity? Are you proud of the inflection and the tone in your voice? Are you are you, were you respectful of them? All of that comes down to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what you, that's your checks and balances. Has nothing to do with that other person. So one of my favorite mantras is respect is thicker than water. Because we always get tied yeah. into these bullshit notions of like, blood is thicker than water and they're my family. Aren't they supposed to come to my rescue? I'm like, dude, no. Like, that would be amazing. That's an ideal situation. It That is what we would all hope would be possible. And I would argue that a vast majority of us get stuck there because there's people in our lives who we are blood relatives to or connected to that do not vibe with our spirit. For sure. So I thought, what is a better baseline? Fucking respect, right? And that's exactly...
1: S P-E-E-C-T.
0: That's exactly what you were pointing to is... When, if you were collaborating with somebody and saying here's what you believe, here's what I believe or here's what how I view this, here's what you view, can we come to where does that leave us? Can right. we can we have a compromise? Can we talk about that? Yeah. That's respectful.
1: I agree. And, you know, um as a little side note, but it's on the same line. We we're asking our politicians to find that. There are leaders, right. right? We're saying Congress, you know, the presidential house, you guys need to get your shit together right like we're, yeah. in the, we're in the same sandbox right Right. but I think it starts with us if, yeah. we, if we start showing respect and if we start um, showing that black lives matter and blue lives matter and do it at our level that's where we can be effective that's, right. that's our common denominator
0: absolutely is
1: us and if we can all go out and do that
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's gonna make a change Yeah. You know, we can't ask our government to make those changes. Mm -hmm. There's no policy that you can put in place that's going to make that happen. Right. It's got to come from the people within the community.
0: Totally agree with you.
1: And that's the same thing when you're talking to your mom or your boss or your friend or anything else. You know, you have to come with that grace, kindness, respect, and compromise.
0: And for that reason, I... Sorry if you guys hear a bunch of creaking. It's, it's our, me. Sorry. It's, our, it's
1: me squeaking the bed.
0: Our squeaky bed where we're broadcasting from our bed. <laughs> so I, I will not tolerate any sort of hateful rhetoric. I mean, you guys obviously know we're liberal. But I will listen to anybody's point. Anybody's point. If they deliver it with respect. Conversely, if somebody is on my wall going off about hating conservatives or you know that I, i'm like out like that is also not what we need and sure. so and i don't get into a combative fight i just simply unfollow or you know do yeah. friend or whatever because i don't want that in my space that is not what i promote right. and I, I wrote a huge post about it too at one point um if i can link to it i will yeah so you can find it in the show notes if i if I, i'm pretty sure i can find it but um. but yeah, so if you can think in those moments, if you're dealing with, let's say, a brother who isn't holding a boundary, or a parent or a best friend, or something, and you're starting to go into this place of, Oh God, did I did I do something wrong or do I need to make it right? Or this is too painful mm-hmm. to stop and go, did they show me respect? Did I show them respect? Right. And just do a little analysis of the respect within that relationship because that will speak volumes and then continue to fuel your mind with that mantra if it resonates with you. If not, create something that does. But I love that. Respect is thicker than water. I can tell so quickly if a person is of value in my life if they respect me. Doesn't matter if we're blood. Doesn't matter if we work together. Doesn't None of that shit matters. All that matters to me is that we are respectful of each other, reciprocally. You know that I I am as well. Yeah. So there's that. So there's that. I will say too that if if some of these topics are really resonating with you, a lot of this will be much more deeper dive uh, in. Excuse me, self love. Right. So if you're looking at like, oh my god, I am a people pleaser hello. That's the entire third module is all about that. Or if you have that hard time talking nicely to yourself to actually say kind things, that's the whole entire first week. So, And a lot of this, a lot of this at the base of really truly standing up for yourself has to do with believing that you're worth it believing in your own value you know and that's another module so nice if this resonates with you then i would be most honored to accompany you through excuse me your badass is showing self-love edition if you're interested and you want to get all the loaded up bonuses which are so worth it in itself go to the slash excuse me and i think that's it anything else baby
1: Nope. I I think we covered it. That was a great pod. All right. Good job.
0: Cool. Oh, thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.